Hello, and welcome to Drunk Mythology. I'm your co-host, Chris Hansiker. And I'm your co-host, Christian Madonna. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2021, everyone. I thought you were going to do the Jurassic Park theme for a little bit, and then now I'm just very confused. Is it for all like sign? Because I, I... Okay, there we go. Okay, cool. Yes. And let us put 2020 behind us. I know last year we said this is going to be our year. Boy, weren't we all fucking wrong about that. Yeah, listen to White Snake if you want that context. If it's... Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Mm. It was all our year in January for a minute. For a hot minute. Uh, But obviously 2020 was a crazy year. Um, Historic in many ways. Total shit show. Living through history is really stressful. Yeah, man, this this will go down in the history of books for sure. So at least take solace in that. Yeah, we we all live through it. We can be like, hey, look at that. Remember that before society collapsed? It was already headed that way. I know, it's the before <laughs> times and the after times. Well, in the during times, uh, we found ourselves in January 2021, and we are back with a whole new episode. We're ready to start fresh. You know, it's a new year. Uh, shit's already going down this year, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But... But we're ready to start fresh, and who knows? Maybe by February, things will be getting on the up and up. At least for drug mythology, they will. Yeah, for drug mythology, they will. I swear to God, we're not going to fall off the wagon again. Yeah, thank you guys so much for sticking with us through all this. Or if you're first time, well, thank you for joining. Listen to this, not the first episode. Yeah, we're yeah. working on that. We're, we're getting that. better at this. So today, I want to talk to you um, about Tiamat versus Marduk. As you've seen, probably the episode title. If you're like me, a big D and D nerd, um, you're like Tiamat. Wait, hold the phone. Well, I got a myth for you, my friends. That's right. That's right. Your favorite uh, deity. Um, you know what? What? Who is she to you, D and D? Right, so um, we'll get to that later. That'll be in the last half of the episode about the D&D context of Tiamat. But today we're, we're talking about the, the Babylonian context of Tiamat. Yes. The, the true Tiamat, the, the OG. Yes, so to blow your mind, D&D has a lot of folklore and myth. And I'm you're going to be like mind blown by this. Like most of the monsters that they have in their monster manual are from folklore and mythology, which is awesome. They're real. Yeah. And I don't mean just myth, they're fucking real. Yeah, they're they're around. <laughs> so I want to show and... Um, we want to tell you about them. Yeah, I want to tell you about Tiamat. So this one, as Christian mentioned, is a Babylonian story. And it's actually from the Enuma Elish. Not not the Billy Elish, the, the, Elu- Billy. the Enuma Elish. She's a bad guy. Yeah. So it's a famous story promoting both a specific god and the city of Babylon itself. Babylon, you know, Babylon 5 and the city, the, and, the, the empire, Iraq. And, and the hanging gardens of Babylon, one of the seven wonders of the world that no longer exists anymore. Nebuchadnezzar, you know, you, if you were, if you're here, you know Babylon. Part of the, We've talked about Babylon. We've talked about Ishtar and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Part of the creation myths and part of the cradle of civilization from the Mesopotamian area. Yeah, the Tigris and Euphrates, dog. The Mesopotamians. We're about to tell you more about them. Absolutely. So again, this is an Akkadian slash Babylonian myth, uh, and it's also a creation myth. You know how we love those. You know how we love those. You love those. We all want to know how the world was made. 
So if you remember from our Inanna slash Ishtar episode, a lot of these characters have the same name, like same stories, but different names depending on what culture was telling them. Yeah, right. Because it was the difference is like your different cities had different names for these folks. Absolutely. So in this one, we're primarily using Akkadian names, I believe. At least that's what my mythology book told us. Yeah, we're going to use Akkadian names. I know, I know, I know some of y'all prefer the Assyrian or Babylonian names, but we're talking Akkadian today. Yes. And if it's not, I'm sorry. I'm immediately wrong. So, (laughs) some background here. We're trying. We're trying. Um, In the beginning, there was nothing. Surprise. Yeah, like every beginning story, there's absolutely nothing. Which is great. It's like the Big Bang Theory, right? Yeah. Fantastic. Mythology. is a hot dance stream. It's something, something. Yeah, mythology had it right, where it's like there's a Big Bang, suddenly everything, the universe. You know. So, in the beginning, there was nothing. Then, there was the primordial fresh water. A god named Apsu, and the salt water, a goddess named Tiamat. So we all came from the fresh water or the salt water, you know? Together, they, they, they came together. That's very cool that this story has, like, the two different types of water as a beginning. Because we all came from the primordial soup that was the salt water. Exactly. And as we know, you know, as... Evolution. As mythologists and uh, astronomers... Scientists. Water is the basis of life. It's true. And in this case, this is the same, which is awesome that these, like, Babylonian cultures really got it. They really, they nailed it 2,000 years ago. Right. 3,000 years ago. Absolutely. Seven, I don't know how many, thousands of years ago. So we have the god of fresh water named Apsu and a saltwater goddess named Tiamat, also called Tiawath, if you're, you know, whatever, those other Yeah, that's, that's another, you could also call Apsu Abzu, probably. No, no it's, it's surprisingly just Apsu. There's a video game and I feel like it's named after the same guy, man, I don't know. Probably, I don't know. It's like a Okami episode, you know, whatever. So <laughs> they came together because, you know, male and female parts. They came together and created Lamu and Lahamu or Lahame. Yeah, like who, what kind of folks would get together with two very similar names? Just I know, they had kids and they're basically the same name. It's very odd. Yeah, Lamu and Lahamu, that's like a Christian and a Christ again together. I know, right? It's wild, right? Uh, so basically what Lamu and Lahamu mean is basically like murky water or the primordial soup mixture. So again... Brackish, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's not what we had. Estuary. The estuary of the salt and water. Yeah. No, we're talking about the salt and the fresh water getting together and basically, then you got... Basically they got all sorts of little microbe life going on, right? So they Catfish get Catfish love it. Yeah. So again, it's like a male and female entity. So they get together and from them come... Anshar, or Ansar, and Kishar, or Kisar, very easy. Do you read with H's or not? That's yeah, it. that's the only difference. I love how similar these names are. So Anshar and Kishar, which is sky and earth, um, respectively. Yeah, you know, the waters gave birth to the sky and the earth. That's cool. That's just cool. Yeah, we're starting to get the formation of the earth. That's very Pantheon-like. Good. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, Egypt has this, too, where sky and earth get together at the oh. horizon. Oh, yeah. You're talking Gaia and Uranus as well for Greek. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Newt, and I'm going to kill myself. I don't remember who the earth is. But, yeah, you got, you got my... We, we, we listen to that episode. I don't... It's, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been over a year. It's been a couple mojitos in over a year. <laughs> so, sky and earth create the god Anu, the heavens. Yeah, Anu, you know. Yeah, now you start getting from like nature into more like um, sky theological. and earth, and you get more. Yeah, you get more ethereal. 
Absolutely. And finally, Anu, I hope you've been keeping notes because it's a very linear family tree right here. It's linear, but get some red string together. You know, yeah. you want to... Okay, so so here, real quick. Abzu, Tiamat equals Lamu, Lahamu equals Anshar, Kishar. Then it comes down to Anu. Yes, and Anu means heavens. And finally, Anu had our boy, Ia, or Enki, or... Nurimad. Now, I don't know... Like, who Anu banged, but they had Enki, who, who... I think it was, like, um like with sponges. Like, were they just like, do you reproduce by, by budding? budding? <laughs> yeah, there was budding in there. Absolutely. They just popped out. You know, they just had a little pop. Right. And Nudie Mud, which is a hilarious name, but mostly refer to him by Ia or Enki. Enki, you, if you listen back to our... Um, Inanna. Our Ishtar. Inanna or Ishtar, our, our episode 69... You'll, you'll get some Enki in there. He's very popular among the uh, Babylonian uh, mythology yeah. pantheon. Yeah, absolutely. He's like your Zeus. He's your like main he, god. Yeah, exactly. A lot en- of shit Enki, Nudimud, is a main god. He yeah. is. He's a god's god, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So with so many multi-generational gods running amok, they started to party and be loud because they're like, we have life now. Let's party. It's fucking sweet being alive. Like, I know sometimes it sucks, but sometimes it's fucking sweet. They're like, and they're excited. They're excited to be alive, so they're partying up a storm. They are drinking, they're partying, they're stomping, they're like bowling, they're, na- they're downstairs, neighbors are pissed. Yeah, yeah, it's it's raving, there's light sticks, glow sticks going everywhere, man. It's it's nuts. It's abs- it's like a frat party, it's yeah, nuts. It's like what a party was, you know, in the before times. Ain't no party like a Babylonian party, because the Babylonian party don't stop. It don't stop! So, Tiamat and Absu were like the elderly neighbors, right? They're like the main gods, if you remember. They, they're like the neighbors that call the cops when the party goes too hard beyond like 9 p.m. Fucking great-great-grandparents here just upset about what you're living. <laughs> the youth, the youth are too loud. They're too loud. Back in our day, we were just as loud, but I'm old, so I'm pissed about it. <laughs> yeah, they're doing like crossword puzzles and shit. Like. <laughs> yeah, they, they're, they're lame as shit. Yeah. yeah. So they wanted peace and quiet and were angry at the younger gods who were being too damn noisy. For living their lives. Yep, exactly. Curse you and your youthful ways. You have so many years. I want more years. Right. So Absu um, is actually the first one who like folds down his newspaper and he's like, honey, um, these our children of ours are too damn loud. Let's just kill them. Let's restart it. Let's just let's just totally just redo it. These guys are too loud. Let's get some more quieter children. All right, th- picture this, if you will. It's the plot of Neighbors. It's Absu and Tiamat are basically Seth Rogen and um, the girl from Sex and the City, <laughs> and they're really mad at Zac Efron and the the frat party next door, who happen to be their great grandkid, great great grandkids. Yeah. So they're like. All right, we're gonna ruin their good times. Right, and that's but... that's what they're plotting now. Absu, <laughs> Absu was like the neighbor and um. In neighbors, oh sorry, Abner. You know, oh uh, yeah, Abner. What are you looking out the window for? And he's like, that damn witch. She's casting spells. He's like, oh Abner, you're so silly. Oh Absu. Yeah, oh Absu, you're so silly. I don't know. Now we're starting to sound like um. Family matters. Oh, Archie. Oh, Absu. Absu. You're so nosy. So Tiamat was like, no, no. I mean, these are our kids, right? Let's, these are let's our not... kids, kids, kids. Kids, kids. kids ki- yeah, it gets confusing. So she was like, I- I'd rather not. But Absu still plotted anyway. He's like, well, my wife doesn't agree about filling out the crossword puzzle. 
Uh, kill, uh, genocide, um, restart, spawn. Super patris, super filiocide. I don't know. That's... Great, 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 great filiocide. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what kid-a-side is. Yeah. <laughs> what, what great, great, grand kid aside is? I don't know, man. So obviously it was all for the murder. Well, anyway, Ia was, like, just chilling, like, uh... He's being a Zac Ef- This is Zac Efron and neighbors here, I'm telling you. Yeah, or, like, Samwise Gamgee just outside the window being like, oh, shit. Great great grandfather's gonna kill us. Oh yeah, he's just standing around there like, are you talking about us? Oh are man, you talking about killing us? <laughs> the party don't stop till Lapsu walks in, and that's because he murders everyone. <laughs> he's like, nah, we murder you first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Ia slash Enki takes it upon himself to murder Absu to stop Absu from just like wiping the slate clean. If we kill great great granddad, we stop great great granddad from killing us. Yeah, so he takes on the role of, like, a trickster god, and he kills... Yeah, so I had to sort of think this back. Like, great-great-grandfather? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like that. All right, so... It's a very linear story. It's not like an Egyptian where there's, like, cousins or, like, Greece, where it's like, well, Zeus birthed Athena, but also, like, Athena's sister, too, so on and so forth. It's very linear. They had two, and they had two, and their two had two, and and their two two had had one. And then the the one had one. And then, boom, there we are. Yeah. So Enki... Um, then, like, takes it upon himself to put Absu to sleep with the magical spell. Because he's taking on very Odin. He's taking on a very all-father sort of quality. Oh, yeah. Enki, oh, like Zeus as well. Like, Odin and, Z- Odin and Zeus are both very trickstery. Yeah. So, Enki takes it upon himself to be a trickster god by saying, I'm magical. I'm and gonna I'm going to kill my father's 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 Honestly, they've lived long enough. Yes, and so EA, not one to, like, really give up the D&D-esque chase, was like, I'm going to loot the body. How do you... Okay, if, if you're going to go through the trouble of killing them, you got to check if they have any good loot, and then you got to hit take all. Yeah, take all is a big one. Hit X on your controllers, my friends. Because he took his crown. He took his cloak of the fire or the sun. Or both. I don't know. It's sort of like solar cloak. I don't know. Sun cloak. Sunfire. Fire cloak. It sounds awesome. It sounds like something like Endeavor would have. It's like a it's like a sweet item. It is. And proclaimed. And so, in addition to taking all of his great great grandfather's shit, he also proclaimed himself the new god of fresh water because he, he murdered Absu, the previous god of fresh water. He took his title as his now custom. Yeah, with his crown and his flame cloak, he was like, "Oh, by the way, I'm now the god of fresh water. I'm moving into this fucking palace." Yeah, it's fucking my title now who's the god of freshwater now right so ia then like went to live underwater in his new digs with his wife uh damn kina yeah damn kina i don't know where she came from but she's you know she's here there's there's a lot of that too again this is all sort of from like tablets that we have left over and there's a lot of like scratched out parts or you, know... you translate the kunia form this is as close <laughs> as we're getting right so he lives with his wife damn kina or Dom Kina. Damn Kina. Damn Kina. I can't change the weather. Oh wait, I can. I'm a water do- a water god. So <laughs> there they had a son named Marduk or Meridoc. Meridoc. Meridoc Tuke. Yes. No, Meridoc. Yeah. <laughs> Went on to help Proto and you know the ring. No, Meridoc Brandy book. It's Pippin Tuke. Sorry. It's yeah. <laughs> the fans will get on you for that, Christian. Yeah, you gotta no. be careful. Meridoc Brandy book and Pippin Tuke. I'm sorry. Peregrine Tuke. Yeah, Peregrine. Hesha. Son of Paladin. Sorry. Okay, so, Marduk. <laughs> Marduk, son of Enki slash Ia, and damn Kina. 
Yes. He is the most... He's like your balder. He's like the most splendid of all the gods. He's the perfectest boy. He's the golden boy. He's your golden boy. He's the son you wish you had. Absolutely. So he was set... And this is kind of a cool like character design feature as someone who loves that. Um, He was said to have four eyes and four ears for exceptional sight and hearing. The only thing I can picture is like Raven's dad or some some, like deaf demon shit with four eyes. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Or it's like, it's the ultimate like, oh hey four eyes, oh guess what, I'm a fucking god. What's up? Punch these glasses, Yeah, it's like, I have four eyes and four ears and four arms to fucking whoop your ass with. Exactly. He's amazing. Oh my god. It's like my OC don't steal, right? Yeah. So, he's like the best boy. And that's Marduk, if you if you didn't realize from Tiamat versus Marduk. Yes, this is Marduk, and Marduk's grandfather Anu again. Like, make sure to have your cheat sheet handy of all these gods, right? Anu, father of Enki, uh, is yeah, yeah. There you go. Yes. So his grandfather Anu uh, made the four winds as toys for Marduk to command. He could command, you know, north, west, south, east. The old north wind, and all of them, all Never of them. Never eat shredded wheat. Yeah. Soggy waffles. Oh, I always say shredded wheat. Well, I mean soggy waffles. Well, Wheaties are really upset now. I love Wheaties. Yeah, That's exactly. And they're shredded them. wheat. No, never they're... eat shredded wheat. Never eat soggy waffles. That makes more sense. So yeah, basically all four directions of the winds, Marduk had to command as little playthings as he just decimated the area of winds. Don't, don't you wish you had those? Yeah, as little tops. Yeah. Mm, that would be fun. There goes the south wind. Oh no. It's now a hurricane. So, <laughs> so Anu made this highly irresponsible gift for a toddler for Marduk to play with, and he got really familiar with them. Anyway, back to Tiamat. When Tiamat found out that Ia had killed her mate, she was understandably pissed. My husband! Absolutely! Yeah, very much so. So... <laughs> In addition to that, she was like, okay, that sucks, but I get it. You know, this is mythology. You kill your successor, you know? I get that. Well, we're talking about kings and successors, yeah. Yeah, right. So, in addition to that, all those winds that Marduk were playing with at the time disturbed the sea that she, like, called her dominion. And she was like, it's too damn noisy up there. I'm going to make a stand. This is it. This is the final straw. Kill my husband, disturb my seas. That's it. That's the final straw. So she's like, I'm going to I'm going to do something about this. God damn it. I'm going to I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to do something. Gonna, yeah. That's right. I am I'm going to do something about this. And what egged her on was some of the other gods were talking shit actually cuz she didn't take a stand when Apsu was killed. You gotta let them do that. You gotta let Tiamat. Yeah. You gotta let them You're like, Tiamat, why are you being a bitch? You gotta like, let go them play. Your fucking great-great-grandkid, the little bitch, killed your gr- yeah. your, your man? Yeah, Enki. Fuck that guy. Revenge! It's revenge. Fuck, fuck the youth. You Fuck the youth. Fuck the youth. You, yeah. So Tiamat's like, alrighty then, and swore to destroy literally everything as per Apsu's request of just wiping the slate clean. Exactly, like the old, like the olds are doing right now. They're still trying to destroy everything. Don't believe him. Don't trust the boomers. <laughs> so Tiamat, she created 11 dragons and other fearsome demons and monsters, like the Scorpion King. The, the Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Absolutely. Uh, giant dogs. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes. Um, stinging serpents. Yeah, Dwayne the Rock. 
<laughs> no, okay, okay, okay. The first one was Dwayne. Yeah, and like mer people and shit. Oh uh, fuck yeah, mer people. Yeah, she's also like, like the creator and the mother of monsters. Oh fuck yeah! She's like Lamia, and you know head that guys. into your D and D. She's creator and mother of monsters. I'm just gonna come mother back to of play. dragons and shit. Exactly. Um, who she gave to her general, Kingu? Uh, which is this one with a Q or a K? It's very you know, it's the same pronunciation. Q K. But Kingu, um, who's like her main general, who's kind of like the worm tongue in her in um, Lord of the Rings. Re- really, more like the worm tongue, because I was kind of thinking like the crab general from, um, you know, crab general. <laughs> I forgot who gave the crab general his powers. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a year. It's been a it's been a while since crab general, but I know someone. No, he's he's kind of like Wormtongue in that he's like sort of... So he sucks. He's evil. He's second in command and he's actually, in one of the other myths, he's um, part of the reason that Tiamat becomes angry. It's because he sort of eggs her on. Oh, like Wormtongue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't trust him. Yeah, so think of King Goo as that. Um, So he's like her number one general and also sort of like maybe the mate she takes on after Absu. That's sort of unclear. He sucks, so he's stepped down from Absu. Absolutely. So, but in addition to being her boy toy, she, in general, she also gives Kingu the Tablet of Destinies. That's fucking sweet. That's Tenacious D in the Tablet of Destinies. Yeah, if you're looking for a D&D item that's like a um, super item, holy item for your level 20 characters, fucking Tablet of Destinies. The fucking Tablet of Destinies. You that wa- shit is turned up. You gotta find You gotta find the, ta- the pieces of the Tablet of Destinies. Then you gotta find the code for the pieces of the Tablet of Destinies and you enter it in and you get the fucking Destinies. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> sweet as fuck name. Yeah, she d- bestows like the tablet dis- bestows supreme power about whoever has it. Well, yeah, it's got the destinies and shit. Absolutely. So <laughs> Ia, like his little snoopingness earlier, also hears about Tiamat's uprising and is like, "Oh shit, this is actually a big thing that I've caused." So he tries to subdue Tiamat as well, um, which actually fails. Because she's, like, so angry that she can't be put to sleep. So he's like, that's my sleep magic. Da-da-da-da-da-da. I'm out. I tried to do the sleep spell, like, to just sprinkle a little uh, Mr. Sandman on there and bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum. Nope. Yeah, so then the gods decide to send Anu, his father, to try and deal with it because he's more powerful. And Anu took one look at the fearsome Tiamat and her army and he was like, lol, nope, and just turned around. I was like, wow, dude. <laughs> I know I chose the wrong side, but uh, sorry, son. You're on your own for this one. Exactly. So after that, the gods all decide to turn to Marduk. They're like, hey, new child, would you like to bestow upon the problems of your elders? What's up? Yeah, you want to fix your parents' mistakes exactly. and your grandparents' mistakes? Because that's what you're going to have to do. Exactly. So Marduk agreed, but he was no fool. He agreed on one condition. He was like, if I'm going to fight Tiamat, which is like a really big deal that no one has done before, I want compensation. And what he requests is he wants to be supreme god and have authority over all other gods. Fuck yeah, he just can't wait to be king. Exactly. So the other gods actually agree to this and agree to make him the first king ever. Of course. Oh, first king. Fuck, that's big. King of gods. King, uh, that's big. Exactly, for being the youngest member. This was a big, bold move, but you know. King didn't even exist. He just fucking invented it. Exactly. So Marduk, with his new title of King of Gods, went to meet Tiamat in battle, and he rode in on a storm chariot. 
Fuck is, yeah! Fuck what you heard, I came in on the storm chariot! Which is amazing, and it was like probably riding a hurricane or something. Oh yeah. It was amazing, and he commanded the four winds at his disposal to have his like, you know, his additional battle ready. Oh yeah, he's just fucking, let me, let me cast out that north wind, fuck you, it's right. cold. <laughs> it's cold, <laughs> south wind's warm, it's a little reprieve I guess. So he distracted Kingu with the north, with like the winds, and um, successfully distract, uh, distracted Tiamat's armies, where she was like this big figure with her whole army. With all her monsters and shit, and he's like, here's the storms. Exactly. It's like Saruman with his armies just like fully at the Black Gate. And then he, here comes the storms, man. Yes. It's, it's Aragorn and the crew like distracting them. Yeah, they're distracting Sauron's armies at the Black Gate. So Tiamat lets her guard down, and then Marduk actually forces the wind of his hurricane through Tiamat's mouth. Like, epically airbender it. Yo, that's fucking, yeah, that's that's some season three of Korra shit. It is. It's very good. By the way, watch the of Korra, and if you haven't seen it, out to Last Airbender, do yourself a service. That's a great show. What, what are you doing not watching it right now? Like, it's great. So he forces the wind through Tiamat's mouth, inflating her like a balloon, which is hilarious as a dragon balloon. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Just picture that. Stop. Picture it. Just stop and picture, like, shoves all this, like, tornado of air into her body, and she balloons. I should also mention, because I said it, Tiamat is not actually shown as a dragon at this point. But we we like to think of her as one. And we will get into that in a minute. So, (laughs) once Tiamat is all bloated with his air... In the best ending you, possible. You've been, yeah, you know what. You know, after, you pi- drink, you after picture you top Taco Bell and you're, you're ready. You're picturing it. She's, she's ready to pop. Yeah. So in the best ending possible, Marduk shot an arrow into her body and split it open, like right down the middle. Ooh, Right down the middle. And she just, she just pops like a Macy's Day pol- balloon. It's hilarious. <laughs> Oh yeah, she pops. She pops like dragon tails up on the Macy's Day Parade. Like yes, <laughs> imagine your childhood dragon tails just popping in the wind. So, <laughs> and that's, that's the war. He, uh, Marduk, bound her army with a net, like a magical net that he had, and seized every the... army's weakness. Exactly, a well strung net. net. Yeah. <laughs> And um, sees the Tablet of Destinies from Kingu, wearing it like a chest plate. That's a f- picture of the Tablet like of tablet. Destinies. The Tablet of Destinies is fucking gold, and it's a fucking chest plate. It's, a chest it's, plate. it's like the Scorpion King or the Mummy Returns. Right, or it's like um, Perseus having uh, Medusa's head as his shield. Picture that fucking fucking chest plate. It's a goddamn tablet of clay. It's beautiful. So or gold. It's gold. Picture it's gold. It's definitely sexier. Gold. So Marduk, having defeated Tiamat, decides to use her body. It's like, you know, waste not, one not, right? Well, fuck yeah! What are, you, what, what are you gonna do with this half of... What are you gonna do with this popped-out dragon? Yeah, this popped-out deity. So he takes one half and uses it for the earth, and half for the sky. Right. Which is kind of grody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, I know. It, it's pretty bad. It's like, this one half is the sky, this one half is the earth. Which is also like, weren't there a sky and earth deities? Well, now there's a physical sky and earth because that's Tiamat's body. Gross. In uh, two parts, though. So then he made the constellation. He took all the gases and made that the sky. 
Absolutely. Gross. All of, all of her indigestion. So, well, he filled her up with air, so, you know, there's a lot of atmosphere There's a lot of gas there. in there's that. There's a lot of nitrogen there's and a lot oxygen. There's gas in that. So he then takes the um, her body and makes the constellations. Oh, that's fucking sweet. Which is pretty cool. And then he makes rain clouds from Tiamat's spit. She had a lot of spit. So we think Unless of, you're in the desert, and then she didn't. Yeah, so if you think of rain, it's sky spit. It's Sky Spit, and if it's not, it's Sky P. So, you know, pick which one of those you prefer. Yeah, take your choice, my man. So, he created rivers from her eyes, which kind of makes me sad, because it's like tears. Oh. Rivers from her eyes. Tears that I've Blood cried. rivers. And then he creates mountains from her boobs. Which makes me happy, because boob mountains. Boob mountains. <laughs> when you think about mountains, think about boobs. And uh, let's be real, you already were... But, but do it again now. I mean, think of back to our um, our interview episode with uh, Mythological about the Roman hills being the teats of the wolf. Those were wolf teats. Now, now if, you, if you will think about them as dragon teats, uh, just think about all mountains that you see as oh, no, boobs flappy. of the earth. <laughs> Fla- okay. Flappy, no. Oh, well, flappy's a uh, lo- <laughs> When you said Flappy, I was thinking of, uh, what's, what's his face? The Luck Dragon. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Dave the Barbarian. All right. The well, one Disney show that nobody watched but me. Dave the Barbarian was very, I, I remember Dave the Barbarian being Flappy the it's, Dragon. It's very good. No, no, I, w- I was thinking of the Neverending Story and, um. Oh, I'm the Luck Dragon. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Falcure. Falcure the Luck Dragon. Falcure the Luck Dragon was a, was a dude Luck Dragon. Didn't have teats like that, so his teats weren't mountains, but he did have a dick, so don't think about that. <laughs> oh, Trey, you! <laughs> Artax! Artax is no longer with you. It's don't, just me, don't, the don't, Luck don't, Dragon. Don't even think about that. Don't even think about Falcor's dick. Think how good I taste like cotton candy. Don't even think about it. Don't even think about think about Tiamat's dragon boob mountains. Yes. So, what were we talking about? So yeah, Marma, Marmaduke. <laughs> I, Mar- knew, I knew it would happen. Marmaduke. I knew it. That greyhound. That greyhound. He was a um, greyhound? He was. That's Marmaduke. He's like Scooby-Doo. Oh no, I was, I was thinking of Marley and me. He was a, he was a golden shaver. So Marduke <laughs> make boob, boob, boob mountains. Listen, if you could get through to this part, we're going to talk about some more actual mythology here. Yeah. Marmaduke punished Kingu by splitting... No, 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 no. Oh, fuck. Okay, so you're getting ahead of yourself. Marduk commanded the gods. He was like, hey, gods, I killed Tiamat, your, like, main adversary. Here's what you gotta do for me. In addition to me being king, you gotta build me a fucking beautiful city. It's good build to be me, the king. Build me some hanging gardens and make it Babylon. Yeah, make me fucking Babylon. Yes. So Marduk commanded the gods to make him Babylon, which was both a palace and a temple to him. Which, you know, big flex. Big flex. Y'all ever heard of Babylon in, you know, in this episode? Yeah, this is where it came from. I recommend looking it up. Apparently it was beautiful. Destroyed many, many years over many wars. And it was one of the cradles of civilization. But it, it destroyed a lot of shit, too. Who cares? Hang Gardens of Babylon. One of the seven wonders of the world. Fantastic. Just destroyed no longer several times. It's fine. The Babylonians were innocent. <laughs> so... Like you were saying, Marduk punished uh, Kingu, uh, you know, Tiamat's, like, main general, by splitting his veins and using the blood. He instructed Ia, or Inki, to create mankind named Lulu. 
That's right, Lulu. They're all Lulus. So mankind, and uh, and key to create mankind, whose sole purpose is to serve the gods. So the gods can just sort of kick back and take it easy now. They made Babylon. That's that's what they did. But then they're like, we made Babylon. We just want to be worshipped now. You're serving the gods. We're serving them by spreading the good fucking word. <laughs> Of Babylonian myth. So, yeah, so he instructed Ea, his father, to create mankind. So in this way, Ea is sort of like a Prometheus, right? He's like a human god. God's god here. Enki, Ea, Jupiter. Marduk is like yeah. your, your golden boy, your... Um, Balder. He's Balder. like the Balder to your Odin. This is this Enki's more like your Odin. Exactly. If you need help from con- context from the Norse mythology. If you don't, then Enki's like your Enki. Yeah. <laughs> Enki is who you have to thank for creating mankind. He's a mankind god. That's awesome. He's a trickster god. You're welcome. So this was the battle. This battle between Tiamat and Marduk was establishing order over chaos because Tiamat represents the stormy seas, the chaos of old the people. World. You know, <laughs> fucking angry old people. Now, now get off my lawn. Now, if you were, now, now, now to sum it up real quick. Young people killed one of the old people, second old person, angry. Young people killed second old person, and now we have the world. It's true. That's about it. Your youth culture will spread us in the future. Always with the youth. Always side with the youth. And Marduk, by by proclaiming himself king, was actually the first sort of set up of governance. He's the first king. Exactly. The first. So he was the first political organizer, basically, who made way for Babylonian system of government and kingship. Fucking Babylonian laws, man. Hammurabi and all that, you know. Exactly. So that's so cool that it's like the old gods were the chaos of the um, pre-world. And the new gods were the order and kingship and governance. Exactly. The new gods. Civilization. I'll stay right here. (laughs) So it's so cool. And it was also sort of like a um, an example for the city of Babylon because, like, a lot of it had been added. It's like a founding myth for the city. Exactly. Because a lot of it had been added after they got the Marduk statue back from a conquering nation to Babylon. That's goddamn right, you Assyrians or Hittites or whoever we took it back from. Who had it for over a century. So they got it back and then they added to the story about how Marduk is the patron god of Babylon. Goddamn right. And that's awesome. Marduk, patron god of Babylon. Defeater of Tiamat. That's your boy. That's your boy. So fast forward to what really initially drew me to this um, was I'm a huge Dungeons & Dragons nerd. Like, if you guys haven't realized it by now, shame on you. But I I love Your perception's a fucking, you rolled a nat one. Exactly. I love Dragon Dungeons and Dragons. And as soon as I saw that Tiamat was actually not just a Dungeons and Dragons main villain. She's not just a dra- mother of dragons. She's, she's a, a Babylonian a... Mesopotamian goddess. And that's amazing. She's thousands of years older than Gary Gyax, if you'll believe it. Absolutely. So Tiamat was like the final boss of D&D originally. It's Dungeons and Dragons. She is the queen of dragons. She's the fucking five-headed mother of dragons. Exactly. She's a, she's part, uh, portrayed as a dragon herself. She's the present. mother of the bad dragons, you know? Yeah, your uh, chromatic dragons. Your red, uh, white, blue, green, so on and so forth. Black, you know, your your color. Your you're dragons. As opposed to like the uh, metal dragons that are like uh, bronze, bronze, silver, silver. So on and so forth. Precious metal dragons. So Tiamat is like a main boss of D&D. She's been around since like the beginning of D&D. It's wild. 
as a She was five- into D and D in the first edition. Exactly. She's like a five headed dragon queen. She's queen of dragons. Slash mother of dragons, slash, you know, destroyer of worlds, so on and so forth. Like Daenerys Targaryen. She was fucking Daenerys before they ruined her. Yeah, so many names. So she is like a big bag boss of D&D. And I think in the original like D&D cartoon, they ended up fighting Tiamat as either like the first episode or the last. I don't know. Both. Sure. Exactly. They like fought and like, oh shit, we got to go level up some more. We're level one. This is Tiamat level 20 uh, boss. You, you get a taste of her at a low level and then you got to come back and actually fight her at a high level. That's, that's good build up. Exactly. And I found out that Tiamat was actually part of this Mesopotamian myth, which, you know, predates civilization as we know it this, by like 2,000 years. This Mesopotamian myth is civilization. This is the start, the cradle, the birth of cities and kingship civilization. And that's awesome. So she didn't actually take on the form of a dragon. She could have been like how Behemoth, Leviathan, and um, Sis were like these three different deities. These giant primordial animalistic forces. I don't know. Maybe she was a giant whale or a giant lion or a giant chimera. Or a giant Who sea knows? snake. You know, it could have been. She could have been a giant dude like um, Osiris or something. I don't know. Probably exactly. not. <laughs> like Set and uh, Horus. Yeah. Uh, but Tiamat took on the the setup of a dragon with D&D, actually, and that's how she's mostly portrayed as a five-headed dragon. And she takes on one of each characteristics of these different dragon types. It's like the big five dragons you fight in Yu-Gi-Oh! Season 3. <laughs> yeah. To the Shadow Realm with you. They're all businessmen <laughs> who work for Kaibakor. <laughs> So that's before the God cards, right? Sorry, yeah, that's somewhere. It's like a, it's like half season. Okay, because they really, in addition to like obelisk... one of them's a penguin. Sorry, <laughs> one a of the big fives is fucking penguin. Sorry. Oh my god, Yukio. So in a, like they could have, because I know they have the three God cards, right? The Egyptian God cards, obelisk. Yeah, um, was raw and raw. slifer. Slifer, the slifer, no slifing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, this before, this is before Domino City. It's in between. Slifer. They should have had Tiamat. They should have had Tiamat. You know why they didn't? Copyright, probably. I don't know. I don't know, man. So, yes, she's a great big deity in um, D&D, and that's what really drew me to this myth was like, holy shit, these people didn't invent shit. They just took from mythology. They were inspired by mythologies, as you should be, and as if you've listened this far, you are... Because right. we were inspired by it. And it's just like, think about it, man. Tiamat. Old as fuck. <laughs> old as balls. She was old then. So I love D&D and that's like, it's a great resource to sort of look up all these myths and all these um, folklores of different cultures. It's amazing how much they pull from because it's a lot. And it's this is where, you know, these stories are so great. The fantasy is already there. The history is already there. Right. Just draw your inspirations from that. And if you play D&D and you do Rise of Tiamat or one of those other D&D modules that includes her as a final boss, you too can kill Tiamat. But I pray, I pray that your dungeon master makes you do it on a fucking storm chariot. Yeah, make your dungeon master make you get the fucking storm chariot and tablet of destinies. Or else what's the point? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) If you're going to defeat Tiamat, you better be as fucking decked out and stoled out as Marmaduke. Marmaduke versus Tiamat. 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 And that's it for our first episode of Drunk Mythology. Thank you guys for so much 2021. for 2021. It's not our first, but it's, uh, you know, it's our first in 2021, and we're very excited to be back. I swear to God, we'll record more in 2021. 
than yeah. than last year. We're here for you. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us. I know it's been a really difficult year, and we really appreciate your support. It's it's honestly unbelieving how you guys stick with us. These two total noobs and amateurs just trying how, to... How do you... Yeah, thank you. Welcome to Amateur Hour. We've been here. Thank you. Just stumbling our way through myths that we find fascinating and just regaling them to you in drunk terms. We got our mojitos here. Yeah, it's it's. I fucking wish we had a sober editor. We don't. We we just we're just gonna have to try and close this out ourselves. <laughs> so thank you guys so much. Welcome to the new year. I hope I hope I hope it treats you better than twenty twenty. If you had a fantastic twenty twenty, I hope twenty twenty one is even better. Yeah, fuck yeah. And if and just it's up it's uphill from here. God, God's damn it. Also look up Babylonian mythology, and if you have any uh, suggestions for mythologies that you want us to cover, I guarantee you Gilgamesh is on the docket for this year. Gilgamesh, we we, loving we're, it. We're so excited, and if you haven't listened to episode sixty nine, it's a sex episode, sex goddess Ishtar, Inanna, fucking legend. So fuck yeah! If you want more Babylonian, hop over to that one and listen to Bob's own sex. Yeah, I mean sex sells, right? So thank you guys so much for sticking with us, and please, please, please don't feel. Uh, don't feel intimidated. Feel free to drop us a comment on Instagram, Facebook, um, our website, on episodes you want us to cover. Where we are really trying we, to make this. We thing. are actually there as much as it seems like we're not. It's just me and Christian, honestly. We're we're trying our best. We're re- we're tired. Right? <laughs> All right. So so have a wonderful time. Happy New Year, guys. I hope 2021 treats you so much better than 2020. Love you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs>